Hey everyone, this is Mike Andes, and you're listening to the Business Bootcamp Podcast. Today we are going to be talking about the economic recession that I feel is about to happen and how you can make your business actually grow during the recession instead of just cross your fingers, hold your breath, and hope you get through it. So stay tuned for that. Before we get into today's show, a big thank you to today's sponsor, which is Gusto. If you haven't already, go to gusto.com slash bootcamp. They've been a longtime sponsor of the show and a big supporter, allowing us to do what we do. And so check them out. They are providing a full solution for your employees, for all of their payment, for their payroll, for their benefits. It's a great platform. It's just nine bucks a month per employee, but they're giving you a complete free package, all the employees you ever want, for three months. Try it out today by going to gusto.com slash bootcamp. Now, today we are talking about something that is become more and more of a newsworthy topic in the past six months, and that's because, as many of you may have seen, the stock market has entered a very volatile point in its lifespan, and you know the past six months have been up and down. Uh, some of the stocks have begun to, because of the past few months, have taken a loss for the entire year of 2018 as a whole, and so that's interesting. And seeing really the first economic slowdown since the Great Recession in 2007-2008. And then, so today I want to talk about sort of my reflections on that, what it means, and and I don't have any notes or anything. I just want to talk about sort of what my thoughts are on it. Not concerning so much if it's going to happen or when, but just the fact that it is going to happen. Uh, It's just a matter of whether or not you're ready for it as a business owner. And so... Um, I think one of the, the the most important thing, fundamental things to talk about when we talk about recession and entrepreneurship is that if you're like myself, younger, under 30, it's very hard to contextualize what an economic recession does for you and your business. Because in 2008, 2007, when everything was kind of melting in the U.S. and there was a housing bubble and there was stock market issues and like all sorts of problems were happening. Debt was skyrocketing, all sorts of things. And during that time, it was very difficult for business owners. Now, this is the problem. If you've started your business in the past 10 years, you've started your business during a time of economic prosperity, growth, uh, you know, interest rates are super low, money is everywhere, lots and lots of money, cash in the system, a stock market is you know setting records all the time and so that's been the past 10 years and so you don't know what it's like when to know to experience a time in your business when people are not buying as much people are buying less uh, there's more and more layoffs the, uh, the employment you know unemployment percentage is a hot, lot higher than it is right now in, in terms of like three and a half percent which is crazy and so uh you, know, you haven't experienced what it's like to go through a time when you're in your business when all of a sudden your sales are cut by 20, 30, 40%, and then you have to make do. And so it's easy for us to think that this is going to continue forever when in reality we're far overdue for an economic slowdown or recession or correction uh, in the grand scheme of things, whether it be globally or locally in the United States. And so what I think this is important for small business owners is this is are you ready for it? Because it's going to happen, whether that's in 2019 or whether that's in the next few years. I'm not, I'm not really sure. I don't really care. I just know it's going to happen. And when it does, 
it's going to flush out a lot of the fake kind of entrepreneurship and the and the people that have had it so easy for so long got comfortable and made business decisions that are not in the best interest of the long-term future of their company. And what I mean by that is they're basically they have got so used to economic prosperity and their company is growing year over year by 20, 30, 40% and they're used to money being super accessible from banks, money being super uh, accessible from investors and venture capital. And so uh, they we, we get very lazy. And so we have people have over leveraged their companies. They have too much debt. They are not thinking about the ramifications of an economic slowdown or how their company is going to survive or thrive in a, a scenario where they lose 30% of their market share or lose 50% of their revenue. And so I think it's very interesting. And so today I want to talk about those things, but I want to talk about more specifically what things you can do to make sure that when the recession hits, you're actually in a position to grow your business. And this is a very different way of thinking about things. Many times when we talk about recession, we talk, we're talking about defense and we're talking about how do we protect ourselves from the recession? How do we protect ourselves from uh, you know bankruptcy when all of a sudden there's no money and people aren't spending money anymore on discretionary type of products and services? And so... The thing is, though, I really truly believe that whenever there's an, a big issue financially, uh, whether it be positive or negative, whenever there's a big event happening, there is uh, opportunity to take take that that uh, that event and really make it for a big positive for your business. And so, whether that's slowdown or times of economic prosperity, I think you can capitalize on both. And so. I want to give you some ideas today that might help you make sure you're in the right place so that when the recession comes, you can actually grow your business. And when you look back on the recession, you actually look at it as a pivotal point in your business that allowed you to become, you know, take massive amounts of market share, take away the employees from your, uh, co- your competitors who are laying people off, being able to grow into advertising sectors and uh, uh, different types of of, of, of advertising when most people are not spending there and being able to really capitalize on that opportunity. And so, you know, number one is very simple and that is de-risking your business in terms of leverage. So paying off loans, making sure that you are not over leveraging your business. And for every industry, there's different ratios in terms of how much debt you should have, what your debt service should be, etc. However, well, at a time right now when money is so easily got gotten by banks or by venture capital or investors, it's very easy to think, well, okay, if I'm growing 30, 40% and I do that for the next few years, I can easily take on a couple hundred thousand dollars in debt and grow even more and go 60, 70%. And and, and if, 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 the, if the world was to continue the, the same way that it has for the past 10 years, yeah, you'd probably be right. But the problem is, what if it doesn't? And so when we ask this question, you know, what if it doesn't, there is a certain amount of growth slowing down that you will do by preparing your business for an economic slowdown. For example, if you're going to prepare for an economic slowdown and you're going to de-risk your business and pay off loans, you are going to forfeit growth if you would have otherwise taken out loans, leveraged the company, spent a whole bunch of R- on R&D, a whole bunch on advertising, bought out some of your competitors, and used that money to you know grow even like tri- double or triple the speed that you would if you were playing the safe game. This is, this is the deal though. And that is, I believe that the thinking about 
by, by thinking about what would happen if the economy slowed down, I think you're taking a long-term approach to the growth of your company. Yes, maybe in the next few years, you will forfeit growth of your business if the economy continues to do well, if you are de-risking your business. However, I believe in 40, 50, 60 years, when you look back, if you have de-risked your business and played for the long term, I think that company plays out a whole lot better than the company that is taking on a whole bunch of risk and debt, uh, taking a whole lot of, of you know, growth and, and high risk acquisitions and spending money in marketing uh, call the areas they don't even know what they're doing, just kind of blindly throwing money away. Like I truly believe that de-risking, taking out less loans, not like reducing your debt ratio right now is a smart thing to do for the long-term success of your business. And so that's the first thing I would say. I just see so many business owners that are taking loans out on equipment right now, taking loans on massive real estate projects, you know, businesses that are doing two and $3 million in revenue, taking out 20, $30 million, uh, you know, real estate development, like in terms of building up area and spending a huge amount of money on R and D or just like, like capital expenditures in terms of warehousing. And it's just incredible. And yes, that works if you plan on your continuing growth rate of 200, 300% a year, but it kind of breaks down when all of a sudden your, your sales get hit by 50%. And so I think the long-term game is to de-risk your business and take out less in terms of loans. But now, wh- what, about, what about how do we grow your business during this time of the economic recession? So number one, it comes to, I, I think I look at marketing. And that is, if you can look right now at your marketing game and figure out what works, it will actually really help you during the recession. What, what I mean by that is this. When all the dollars in the economy start drying up and all of a sudden there's no money for companies to spend on frivolous stuff, they've got to get really smart about where they spend their money. Now, the problem is this. Most small businesses have not developed uh the, the, the metrics behind what works and what doesn't. Right now, they're just blindly spending money on ads in the newspaper. They're blindly spending money on money on the radio. They're blindly spending money on Facebook ads. They're blindly spending money on Google AdWords because they heard so-and-so did it, blah, blah, blah. And they're just randomly spending money in all terms of all different forms of marketing. They don't know what works. They don't know their customer acquisition costs. They don't know the lifetime value of their customer. And thereby, when times do get tough and they don't have all that money, they will not be able to deploy marketing dollars in their most effective form because they do not know what works, what doesn't. They don't know what type of customers are brought in from different forms of marketing. They don't know what has the best customer acquisition costs. They don't know the, uh, the click ratios if they're doing stuff online. Like, they don't know their numbers. And so knowing your numbers in terms of marketing plays huge, pays huge dividends when the economy goes gets slow because you will have less money to spend on marketing. And if you can make sure that you have actually measured, quantified, and, and really kept track of all the numbers behind your marketing, when you do have less money, you'll know exactly where to spend it to get the best return on your investment. So right now, when you might have extra dollars to spend on marketing, I'd really recommend instead of just spending wildly and blindly on a whole bunch of different things and just, you know, blanketly putting that all behind brand awareness, quote unquote, um, I would really recommend instead of doing that, really measure 
all the metrics behind each advertising campaign, every marketing channel, every form of digital, print, offline, online, radio, voice, uh, text, digital, whatever you're doing, measure it all, measure everything in terms of dollars and ROI, what type of customers are brought in by those different channels is super important, super valuable information. And so when you know those things and the money for that marketing budget, all of it gets suddenly gets cut in half, you know where to deploy those dollars in terms of getting the best return on those dollars in terms of marketing. So number one way for you to be able to grow during a recession is know your numbers when it comes to marketing. Uh, number two is when it comes to you know economic slowdown, we talk about marketing, and that's a way that you can grow. The biggest way I feel that you can grow and expand and take advantage of an economic recession is that the unemployment rate goes through the roof, wages go down, just, you know, just kind of just generally speaking, and people are getting laid off. And so what that means is your competitors who were over leveraged and who did not know their numbers, now they're laying off their people who you can pick up for pennies on the dollar because during a time of economic recession, they lose their job. They need a job right away. And if you're in their industry and you're the competitor of their previous employer, and they, they have a massive amount of value, but they're willing to work for a whole lot less because the economic recession is there. And so you have to remember, when, when the economic recession hits, everything gets cheaper, all right? So all of a sudden, things start to get cheaper in terms of marketing because no one's spending money there. All of a sudden, wages get cheaper because the, their unemployment rate goes up. So things start to get cheaper. But the problem is if you haven't de-risked your business and you haven't, you've been running an over-leveraged game right now, when that time comes, if you have a bunch of cash sitting there, you're able to capitalize. So this is the time to put cash aside. This is the time to be saving money. Three to six months of revenue is what you should be shooting for in terms of how much money you have sitting in the bank, hard cash in the bank to get this economic recession. Because if you have that money, you will actually be able to expand when the prices of things go down. So when you do have an economic recession, and you but you have a whole bunch of money in the bank because you weren't over leveraged and you were saving your cash right now. If you had done that, when the marketing dollars are drying up everywhere, but now the cost per click is going down because no one's spending money in advertising, you're able to actually spend more on it. When your competitors are laying off people, you have the cash set aside to hire them maybe even before you need them. You have the cash sitting on hand to buy the equipment that that competitor is now liquidating for pennies on the dollar. But again, this all comes back to the fact of whether or not you have cash set aside to actually capitalize on this time of economic slowdown. So I'd really encourage you right now, that goes back to like the first thing we talked about, taking away the loans, taking away the high interest uh, liens, whatever you're doing in terms of financing equipment, financing real estate, whatever you're doing right now, and instead of doing that, putting money aside, I really encourage you to go for three months of revenue. So if you're doing $1.2 million a year, you should have $300,000 in the bank, hard cash, ready to go for an economic recession. I'd be shooting for six months, literally, if you can, of your revenue to be set aside in the bank and 
being able to capitalize on an economic recession is what will completely transform your business. Because when you come out of the recession and you've actually grown your business and all your competitors have been cut in half, all of a sudden you are the market leader. And then you can capitalize even further in the next 10 years after the recession when the economic economy is growing and everything is going well, but you have set yourself apart and create, you know, really innovated in your industry, your space, your market, and got ahead of all your competitors. And so you know, that's all very important. Another thing I think is really, really important to think about when it comes to the recession is what are you going to do in terms of your services, your products? What do you sell right now? And how are you going to capitalize on the fact that nobody is spending money or wanting to spend money during the recession? So for example, the auto industry selling cars and things like that uh, is a really good indicator of of you know what we got to be thinking about in terms of what the recession means for us as business owners. And so what does that mean? Well, in the recession, people do not buy new cars. Like it dramatically decreases the number of people who buy new cars. That's why you see the bailout that happened with GM and all these other companies that were going down and going under in the recession and the government had to step in. It's because people don't buy new cars when economies are slowing down. Why? Because they they just realize, look, I got to get past the next couple years. And so they're what they're willing to do if they have a four-year-old car is instead of going and getting a brand new car, they will figure out how to fix the car they got, or two, they will go buy a used vehicle. And so what it means is that during times of economic recession, if someone is a, a dealer, instead of trying to you know cry or think about all the horrible things in terms of why people are not buying new cars, what they should do and what the successful ones do is they really do pivot towards selling used cars or the repairs and maintenance side of vehicles in general because people are going to have more and more breakdowns. If they're buying less new cars, there's going to be more and more used vehicles in the market that need servicing, that have are breaking down, and that need to be repaired. And so if I was an auto dealer and a recession was coming, what I would do is make sure that my, my repair business was in good order. I'd build an extra bay or I'd hire new technicians. I'd get new equipment to make it more efficient, make sure, making sure that when people start needing their cars fixed more because they're, they're trying to put off buying a new vehicle for a few more years, I would focus on number one, fixing fixing vehicles, the maintenance, I'd build an extra bay, hire another mechanic, focus on the, the repair side of the business, and then two, focus on used car sales. Not as fun, not as classy, not as cool as selling new cars, but the used car business is going to be much more successful in a time of economic recession. And I'm not talking like $60,000, $70,000 used cars. I'm talking like the ten. $5,000 vehicles that people are just trying to get by, get through the recession, trying to you know survive on less, trying to downsize, that is the type of vehicle they're going to sell. Now, when it comes to your business, how, what does that mean? For example, in the lawn care landscape industry, it, it, you know, in, when the recession hits, I know it's going to happen, landscape installations dry up. What does that mean? The person that would, would used to have, have done a $30,000, $40,000 paver patio is now no longer thinking about that. They're thinking, how do I get through this time? How do I get through this time when my, I'm upside down on my house, when I'm not so sure about my job, when I my 401k is plummeting? Like They're not going to build the $40,000 paver patio. You. They're gonna try to make do, and they're going to eat. They're gonna like put a gravel 
pathway in, or gravel patio and just like spend a couple hundred bucks and put gravel back there. Okay, well, how do we capitalize on that? Because, you know, landscape installs, for instance, are going to dry up, but the maintenance isn't going to dry up if they're an older clientele that cannot mow their lawn, cannot rake out their beds, cannot trim their trees. So it's less likely they're going to cut those maintenance services than it is likely they are going to cut out a $40,000 landscape install or a water feature or some crazy cool looking landscape architecture. Uh, They're more likely to keep the maintenance side of things. So... Yes, right now, my business makes more money on landscape installations, but I also know that when times of economic recession come, if I'm depending so heavily on the install side of the business, I will have to lay off people and downsize the company. So what do we do? We keep the maintenance side of our business alive, you know, not trying, you know, we, we, we keep it there. It's, it, it, it can grow. It can, it is growing, you know, mostly organically and, you know, figure out we're already working on efficiencies for that side of the business and things so that when economic recession does come, we have the cash set aside for the marketing and for hiring other new people. But we also have figured out ways to make it work in terms of maintenance so that we can be competitive and get market share from our competitors during times of recession in the maintenance sector. You know, in times of economic uh, prosperity, I'm going to go after the installs like I have been for the past couple of years. You know, in times of, of recession, the, the, in, the, 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 the maintenance side of things is going to be what makes the money. And so there's a balance. And I think in terms, you know, it's like the used car thing. The used cars and repairs is like the lawn care the, and, and, and the maintenance side of things, the trimming of the bushes, installing gravel, and then the brand new vehicle, the bright, shiny new thing is like the big paver patio, water features, and a big install job. Like Those things just don't happen because it's discretionary income. That's income that could be used elsewhere. It doesn't have to be spent. And so during these times of economic contra- contraction, People are trying to get by. They're constantly asking themselves, what can we do to make ends meet? What can we just do to get by through this couple years? Cross our, they're Because they're all crossing their fingers, holding their breath, and just hoping they get through it. And so they're going to spend less when it comes to what is discretionary. And so that's why in our business, we start a handyman services business on top of our landscaping company called it Pro Labor Services prolaborservices.com, and we do handyman services, repairs of their people's homes. Why did we do that? Because when the economy hits the fan and everything goes down, and we're starting to see a correction in the marketplace in terms of the stocks and things already, but like when that all happens, and not if, but when it happens, people are not going to buy, you know, build out big parts of their homes. They're going to, people are going to buy less homes. We've already seen a slowdown in the housing economy. And uh, in most places, in a lot of places. Um, And so we've seen the slowdown in terms of buying and selling. But when it comes to a contractor building, there's going to be less building. There's going to be less big renovations or additions to people's houses. But what are they going to do? They're going to try to fix what they have already. They're going to try try to take their 2,000 square foot home. And instead of adding a 500 square foot addition, they're going to figure out, okay, maybe they spend that money on some nicer flooring or they, they try to do some small renovations or some, you know, because they're not repairing or, or sorry, because they're not putting in new fixtures, things are breaking. What, what does that mean for handyman services? They're going to need more of those. They're going to need labor, people, people that are professional, that are laborers that can come in and fix those things and because they are no longer getting new stuff. 
And so that's why we did that is because when the economy does go down, people buy less homes, people buy build less, they put new they put new things on the back burner, they stop buying you know, and replacing things with new, they try to fix the old. And so that's where we have been able to position ourselves. And so I think these are just some of the things I think about when it comes to where the economy is at from a holistic standpoint and what you can do to make sure your small business is not put in a place of jeopardy. This is one of the topics, the economy and how to grow your business during recession. We're going to go very, very deep at the conference that I'm holding in January. It's for landscapers and it's called Landscape Summit. Uh, however, if you, a couple people asked me this, if you are in the home service businesses, I don't care if you're pool cleaning, roofing, uh, plumbing, heating, electrical, contract, contracting, cleaning, anything to do with home services, anything to do with computer services, like if you're going to people's houses and you're serving them, this would be a great conference to be at. It's going to be specifically for landscapers, but 95% of it will can completely, absolutely relate to you in terms of finding labor. We're going to go through hiring procedures, financials, marketing stuff. Like This is going to be a great conference to you, for you to attend. It is, again, for landscapers, but if you do anything in the home services industry, this is going to be an absolute game changer for you. It's three days long. It's in January. For all the details and like to get your your like hotel tickets and all that, go to landscapebusinesscourse.com. That's landscapebusinesscourse.com slash conference. And it's, it's super cheap. Like we're not making any money on this whatsoever. It's just completely for networking and getting landscapers together. But if you have a home service business, any of those things I just mentioned or any terms of you know flooring or cabinetry or you do anything of that nature, this is going to be a great conference for you to attend. I'd love to see you there. If you have questions, just hit me up, businessbootcamppodcast at gmail.com. If you have questions on how to start, grow, or save your business, go to businessbootcamppodcast.com. Until next time, everyone, be great because nothing else pays.